Okay. Who would win in a fight? Fiona Belly or Ashley Graham? And keep in mind, they're both equipped with ballistics. So this is Fiona Belly from Capcom's game, Haunting Ground. Yeah, Capcom's classic, <laughs> the one and only, also <laughs> it's, known it's as a Demento. beloved cult classic, certainly. Yeah, also known as Demento. Yeah. And then Ashley Graham from... The little known game, like kind of a, you might call it cult classic, (laughs) Resident Evil 4. The opposite of a cult classic, just a normal classic. (laughs) Well, we only have confirmation, at least like spoken confirmation, that Ashley alone has ballistics from Luis Serra. Since I'm not entirely sure what Luis is even saying, (laughs) I think he's really the only one who can judge who has and doesn't have ballistics because I don't know what his criteria is. (laughs) Whoa. Well, all right. Fair enough. But obviously, Fiona wins. Like, as scared as she acts, she can take out, like, people way bigger than her. Like, her pumped-up kicks are surprisingly powerful. They are really powerful. She can kick through stone walls. She can (laughs) kick machines back working. She can kick doors down. For anyone who hasn't played Haunting Ground, the only thing that is aggressive that the main character Fiona can do is a small kick. Like she's not a Taekwondo expert. It's just a tiny little, eh, like you're kicking a tiny like soccer ball in front she of her. She can also, she can also do like oh, she a can push. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for her just kind of barely even winding up and just going, eh, and kicking, they do a lot of damage. I mean, you're forgetting one major aggressive capacity that she has, which is her dog Huey. Right. Well, do they have their partners? Because then Ashley has Leon. They each have their dog partners. <laughs> Ashley doesn't have a dog. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Leon found him. Come on. No, only Leon. <laughs> Ashley never meets that dog. So? <laughs> I mean, it's a dog from their games. That is one of the theories we'll be covering today. Yes. Huey is in both games. Huey the dog. So if you don't know anything about Haunting Ground, it's a game where a young woman named Fiona teams up with a dog to get away from these terrible monsters that are chasing her down. The dog is a white German shepherd named Huey, and that dog is also seen in Resident Evil 4. It's the same model. Whether or not it's the same dog is up for debate. I believe it is because they reused so many character models between those games. Well, not just character models. Also, like, I'm pretty sure castle models. Environment and lots of stuff they reused between games. So, yes, possibly Huey is in both games. Huey the dog. I always thought the dog in Resident Evil looks a little different, but I can buy it. If if, if someone tells me it's the same, I'd, I'd believe it. It's the same character model, I believe, but I Maybe do think it, just it has, has like some textures. more fur. Yeah, different yeah. textures. It's not something. quite as white. Yeah, exactly. But I've got another little mini theory here. I have heard, and I think it's pretty credible, that Haunting Ground was basically an early prototype for Resident Evil 4. Yeah. That got scrapped and thrown away. And they said, this is not how Resident Evil 4 should be. But then they were like, but yeah. it is a game, so let's sell it anyway. Right. <laughs> um, and that is the first theory that we are going to talk about. It's not even so much a theory because it's essentially confirmed. But but along with that theory, there is the, the, the mini theory aspect that Ashley Graham is Fiona Belly. That they're the exact same character model that they reused Fiona and just... Yeah. Made her well, they're definitely different character models, but uh, they did reuse Fiona's character model, but not for Ashley. But first, hello and welcome to the Popcorn Isn't Real. I'm Eric. I'm here with my brother Torvald. That's me. And today 
we have a slightly different episode. We're not talking about a film. We're talking about a, a video, video game. game. The cult classic 2005 video game Haunting Ground. Yay. Also known as Demento, which Demento I gotta say, in Japan. Haunting Ground is an absolutely horrible name for this game. <laughs> but so is Demento. No, they're <laughs> like, both bad. <laughs> I guess it was just cursed to have a bad name. They should have called I, it A Girl and Her Dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think Haunting Ground to me sounds a little catchier and more memorable. Demento sounds okay, like something you don't even want to say. what's the haunting in this game? Like, ground, there ground is, is none. I'm just saying Ground is title. self-explanatory. I can remember There is it. no haunting in this game. Right. <laughs> it has nothing it to do It would have made ghosts. more sense if it was called Hunting Ground because yeah, they're trying to ground. hunt her down maybe. Yeah, there you go. That would have actually made some sense. But then, I don't know, people would have thought it's a hunting game. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. I can see why they did. Probably they thought of Hunting Ground first. They're like, no. It's not a hunting game. They're like, hunting ground. Mm, scary. It's a horror game. It implies <laughs> yeah. what we need the audience to know. It's a horror game. It's scary. You'll be covering some ground. <laughs> but then it completely <laughs> lost all the reason for calling it hunting ground. So they could have just changed it completely. This is just what happens when you workshop ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Group think at its finest. I mean, <laughs> they could have like called it like Alchemy Ground or Azoth Ground and it would have still been better. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so we're going to be covering several theories regarding this game. Let's just give a brief overview of the game. Torval, what would you say is the plot of this game if it was Dude, oh, don't ask me that. What is the plot of this game? <laughs> oh my gosh, this game has the world's most convoluted, insane, off-the-wall plot. Like, what is even going on? Like, um, okay, I'll try and sum it up for you. So a girl goes out for a ride with her parents. They crash. Her dad is murdered by a clone of her dad. She finds out that her dad is also a clone of another clone. Yes. She wakes up and she is being tormented by a gigantic disfigured man. A dog comes to her defense. She takes him down, but then is being tormented by... Possibly a homunculus or a artificial human. Yeah, we don't um, know what, what Danielle is. Yeah, we'll she's, she's the maid and she doesn't like Fiona. So she's tormenting her now. Oh, she Fiona gets Fiona. away from her <laughs> and then she's being tormented by a clone of her dad as she gets away from him. And then she's being tormented by another guy who looks just like her dad, but is really old. And then she gets away and that's it. <laughs> And then she's um, being tormented by that same guy, but younger. And then that same guy, but on fire. (laughs) Every single one of these people has different reasons for wanting to torment her, uh, which I guess is the plot of this game. Um, Debilitus, (laughs) the disfigured guy who's tormenting her, I think is doing it because he thinks she's his dolly and he wants to play with her. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Daniela is tormenting her because she is jealous of Fiona Um, She seems to think that Fiona is a privileged little princess who is also a slut. But I don't really see any evidence. She does wear kind of revealing clothes, but that's not her fault. It was provided (laughs) to her by Daniela. Daniela. (laughs) So um, I think Daniela is a little off. Very off. Ricardo, the clone of her dad with like a broken face, he is chasing her around because I think he wants to get her pregnant. I, yeah. I don't know for sure, yeah, though. That is what he <laughs> wants to what do. what he implies. <laughs> and then uh, the final boss, Lorenzo, I think is his name. He is chasing her because he needs what's inside of her so he can be immortal. Yes. Did I get all that right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, good. good. That's the plot of the game. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did they even come up with this? I can't imagine being, like, in a room with other game developers and being like, 
we want to make a game where the main mechanic is that you're a, a helpless young uh, person you you just can't do anything it's a horror game and you're you're unable to defend yourself right. and bigger stronger people are chasing you that makes perfect sense like that is right. a good that was just basis tower, for a which horror this game was originally going to be clock tower four well it was originally going to be resident evil four if you go by the theory right well <laughs> but, it was originally going to be a couple different things but yeah but I, I just can't imagine making the jump from that really solid basis for a horror game to like alchemy like let's make this about like, cloned dads and immortality <laughs> and like a man with liquefied organs who's been alive for a thousand years and he wants to get her pregnant or also absorb her womb to live forever it seems like capcom as they often do if you've ever played any of their games felt like the plot needed to be more complex <laughs> <laughs> should have been dude but that's that's the beauty of capcom though that's yeah no, capcom's great i love them i mean it's because like the original clock tower game is a pretty simple horror thriller about a little girl trapped in a house where people want to kill her and she's just trying to get away i i have to be honest here i've only ever played clock tower three that's where I was going next. So then Capcom makes Clock Tower 3. And what is the plot of Clock Tower 3? Well, it's kind of like it's Clock like Tower 1, sort of. It's like comp- teens who can't <laughs> stop twitching. Um, like just kind of yelling at each other. <laughs> the animation in Clock Tower 3 is kind of crazy. I don't know yeah, what, people what drug their animators were on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a game. Anyway, no, but the plot of that game is insane. It's it's like she's a rooter, and her job is to go back in time to different time periods to kill ancient evil spirits using yeah, a bow, like but she doesn't have bow, that bow, yeah. and she can't do anything to... Pre- like, she's helpless against these creatures uh-huh. until she, like, gets them to a certain point. Then yes, all of a sudden, she, she gets get her bow, bow, and then and she then can say, this is the fight. last one! And <laughs> yep. shoot them with a bow, <laughs> That's what you say which before you doesn't... <laughs> hurt them a bow which when it hits you creates golden (laughs) chains that chain to environmental objects and she needs to chain them to like three objects or something before she can actually (laughs) seal them away they went crazy with clock tower three then they were going crazy again with clock tower four and then went really crazy and we're like let's call it demento or haunting ground Here are the theories we are going to cover. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. (laughs) We weren't talking about Clock Tower at all. This is the first theory. Haunting Ground and Resident Evil 4 started as the same game. Okay. Here is the next theory. Daniela, who is the crazy maid who lives in this castle where Fiona, the main character, is trapped. Daniela cooked Ayla, Fiona's mother, and fed her to Fiona. Dinner is served, miss. Also, Fiona may seem a little bit pathetic to many people who play this game and are expecting, like, I don't know, Leon Scott Kennedy. Yeah. There's a theory about why that is. Fiona has many physical disabilities due to being the offspring of a clone. This is why she can't run far. She runs out of breath. Just from backstepping, she has poor coordination and always falls down and clutches her chest like she's having a heart attack, those kinds of things. This is an interesting theory to me because I always got the impression while playing this game that Fiona's dad was an alchemist, which he was, just like his clone Ricardo and his creator Lorenzo. I thought that he was an alchemist who created Fiona through alchemy. Well, in a way, he did. (laughs) Wow. Wet alchemy. (laughs) Through the wet method, which is just normal sex. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, get get down to the wet method if you want. There's no, we're not Daniela. We're not shaming you. (laughs) 
You're heading down the pathway to the wet method, Fiona. <laughs> what did he mean by that? I don't know. He didn't even want that. <laughs> he just wanted immortality until that. <laughs> like, right. Lorenzo, what's going on? Sorry, I was quoting Lorenzo from the game, just in case anyone wants to take that out of context. So uh, another theory that we won't get into much, Ricardo was growing a clone of Fiona for unknown purposes. Okay. Also, uh, last thing, I don't even know if this is a theory, Azoth, which it's not quite explained what it is, Azoth is a fluid that gives life and is contained in all creatures, but is highly concentrated in Fiona's uterus. Yeah. <laughs> As you might expect from the title and from the descriptions we've given, this game does get a little demented. It gets... It could be worse. <laughs> I, I, that's the thing, is like, it never gets overtly se sexual, like there's... There's never, I don't know, <laughs> well, it does though. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the unlockables are like... We don't talk about the unlockables. <laughs> <laughs> so the Daniela theory. I thought that a part of that theory was also that Daniela is not a homunculus. She's not an artificial human, but she is a real boy. <laughs> Sorry. She right. is a real so woman. So that is the final theory which we'll go over is what is Daniela and according to the Haunting Ground wiki there are a lot of different theories on what she is she might be a homunculus she might be some sort of automated doll creature that is slightly human or she might just be a human who's crazy what do you think I always thought she was a homunculus has your opinion changed at all um, no, I think the best explanation is still that she's just a monkey. Yeah, me too. Like, I was going to say, you're never going to convince me that she's a real human. Like, she is an artificial human. I don't see any other explanation It's stupid it. to say otherwise, but yep. whatever. We'll, we'll get into it. I have to ask you, is there HP? Like, is there health points? Because I, I literally never was sure. And having beat it again, I still don't know. <laughs> Does Fiona have hit points? Right. She can refresh herself at water. <laughs> like anytime she finds a sink, she can refresh herself. But does that give her hit points? Am I losing hit points? I just don't know. I tried to test it by letting Daniela beat the crap out of me and let me just like go insane over and over, but still escaping from her. And I never died unless I got hit while I was already down. I honestly think Capcom, actually, this was a good design quality on their part was that they decided to have no HUD, right? There's no heads up display. You don't know how much hit points you have. You don't know necessarily what Fiona's abilities are. And that kind of makes it a little scarier because you're always like, I don't know how much I can take, how much I can survive. But she seems to have two main stats that we don't ever see, but they are stamina and fear. When she is around bad guys, her fear will go up. It goes up more if they attack her or do things like laugh at her or roar at her. If it goes up enough, she goes into panic mode where she just runs and you kind of try to point which direction she's running. But she might trip. She might hit a wall. And if she gets hit while in panic mode, she dies. Gotcha. She also has stamina. That just makes it so you can't run fast, right? But if you get hit, it does take away stamina. Like she'll walk slower. She'll grab her side if she's hurt. And I don't know if getting to zero stamina can kill you, but it can certainly slow you down. I definitely got to zero stamina as Huey in the mini game you unlock after beating the game. And yeah. uh, I just never got stamina back ever again. And it became the most horrible experience it, it, ever. <laughs> like, and Huey, Huey can die. He loses his ability to walk. <laughs> he just like slowly 
like slugs around the oh, room. Oh yeah, no, it's impossible. <sighs> and for me, the stamina did eventually come back, but it took a long time. But also, like uh, Ricardo can kill you in one hit, even if he's you're got not a panicked. gun. <laughs> yeah, it makes he's sense. Got it's a realistic. Pistol. <laughs> I, I love that part of the game actually, because every other bad guy, it's like, oh no, they're gonna push me. Oh no, they're gonna slap me. Uh oh, he has a gun. <laughs> he's got like, a gun. He just whips he it out you, and you die. shooting. <laughs> so, Haunting Ground and Resident Evil started as the same game. You can look this up. You can read different accounts of this that are from the various developers and directors of the game. The reason that this theory is at least somewhat plausible is because we know it is confirmed that Resident Evil 4 underwent an extremely protracted development period in which they tried like five different prototypes of the game. Yeah, four prototypes. There's the castle version. There's the fog version. The crazy version. Yeah, the, the one where he's going crazy and then the final version. And there's, I well, there, there's a zombie version too that oh, yeah, we yeah, never yeah. saw. No, just, no, like, no one ever saw it. it. But uh, yeah, the thing is every single one of these versions is documented. Um, they have been talked about. Most of them have screenshots and video footage. Um, there's an amazing footage of the, oh, the amazing. castle one and the fog one. Like, oh, I, I would love to play I, those I games. so want to play the one where he's going crazy with the hook. I know. Man. Oh, so that good. one's so good. Well, like it's it's the perfect marriage of like set camera angles and over the shoulder stuff because like I know they have it's set so camera good, angles dude. for a lot of it, but then when it goes into combat mode, it's always over the it's shoulder over the for shoulder. the most part, which is great. And so like you don't have that problem where you're like, oh, I'm going one direction, problem no, I'm going where I'm trying to direction. run away, but the camera keeps changing, <laughs> then I'm running the opposite direction, you're just going in circles. <laughs> <sighs> My point here is that we know that Resident Evil has many semi-complete prototypes that never really saw the light of day so it is possible that one of those prototypes was or became haunting ground but i'd love to hear what evidence you have to say that haunting ground was in fact a version of resident evil 4 well there's huey Oh, you're right, dude. <laughs> huey. the thing that people point to the most is just huey and specifically if leon helps the dog huey who in that game is just called that dog. Then he shows up to help you fight El Gigante, who looks a lot like Debilitas. I mean, (laughs) he's kind of a weird big hunchback. Debilitas obviously isn't that huge and he has a different face. A little bit. In the castle version, so the earliest prototype of the game, you were going to be switching between two characters. Leon, when you play as him, you're trying to break into this castle, which is a facility for umbrella and then you would switch and play as fiona who wakes up in this facility and teams up with a cerberus a bow dog probably like a cerberus that helps her that sounds like a cool game actually but then yeah resident evil 4 got workshopped a whole bunch and changed a bunch Uh of times and of course and we all love what we got (laughs) like the most amazing game ever created yeah just a historical game um they got split and we got two games they were probably taking assets and ideas from that original game and they were going to turn it into what they thought was going to be clock tower four and then at some point <laughs> well, and then it became it <laughs> became, became demento. slash demento <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the presence of ashley in resident evil 4 as well as huey kind of yeah. helps confirm it because ashley is a lot like fiona and yeah. clearly leon was going to be protecting this young woman whenever they meet up it's similar Another possible 
possible Easter egg. It's possibly pointing at someone at Capcom remembering Haunting Ground and oh, the connection really? thereof, <laughs> is that in the new Resident Evil movie on Netflix, not the live action one, but Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. Oh, I wish they wouldn't <laughs> confuse us with so many live action and non-live action movies. Which is a strange movie. Uh, we, I guess we shouldn't get into it, but a very strange movie that's <laughs> Do you have a not about, about Leon, really, and not really about anything except the president, this fictional president, having to Whoa. make a big decision regarding war. Like, it's very political. It's, it's kind of strange. <laughs> but at one point, you do see a photo that the president has of him and Ashley Graham posing in front of the White House, and they have a dog, and it's, uh -huh. it's not <laughs> a German Shepherd, oh. but there's the fact that Ashley has a dog. That, she has know, a dog. <laughs> Maybe that's ground. sort She's of a Fiona. nod toward she used to kind of be Fiona sort of thing. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, that that's not the greatest evidence, but I think besides that, there's enough circumstantial evidence there to paint a picture. I'm, I can buy it, you know? So... The game starts out and she's in a cage and I just have to say Capcom has this amazing habit of just like going like disgustingly cinematic. Like when she wakes up, they show three different shots of her waking up at three different <gasps> angles for no reason. There's no reason. And then when she finally gets out of her cage and walks away, it slows down and plays like super intense music as she walks down the hall. She's just walking, dude. Now, they actually had a different company make the rendered cutscene. It was not tell. their normal animators. <laughs> they used completely different Fiona models that look terrible. Like mm -hmm. the in-game Fiona models and the in-game cutscenes look way better than the pre-rendered stuff. Yeah. But, but they luckily do. they only have like two of those. <laughs> yeah. So I have a few thoughts that I have to say about Fiona and just what kind of person she is. So I love this game. I've always loved this game and I always felt an affinity with Fiona. I just always really identified with this character. Before you go too far, I just want to point out to you and our listeners there are many people who do not love this game, who do not feel fondly towards this game. One of them may be even a host of this podcast. I, I love this game for what it is, but I gotta say, it can be an insanely frustrating game to play. Yeah. And yeah. I would even suggest a purposefully frustrating game. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that just anyone go out and find their nearest copy of yeah. Haunting Ground just and pull plug it in. Pull out your old PS2 and... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it can be an infuriating game to play. But if you go into it knowing what to expect, you can find a really fun time because Fiona is a fun character and the crazy story is insane. <laughs> like It's quite yeah. the experience. You got to take the good with the bad with this game. Yeah, <laughs> as you generally did with the old survival horse. <laughs> yeah. I just think with Fiona, like I feel like sometimes she gets a little criticized because she can't do much. And it's, it is frustrating. And it, like you said, it, it may even be intentionally frustrating. But it I also is. feel like it's kind of realistic. Like everything about this game feels like at least her reactions to the situation she's in, they're the reactions I might have. Like she's just yeah. running. She can't do anything. She's scared. She hides. <laughs> everything is out to get her. I mean, isn't this how life feels sometimes? <laughs> This actual towering giant man, like he's as wide as two people and as tall as one and a half people, comes charging at you. What are you going to do? Like you can really only run. Like Depilitus <laughs> is a superhuman. 
like what if you you walk into a room and there's like an old man in a wheelchair and he falls out of his wheelchair <laughs> what are you gonna do you're going to run because that's scary old man on the ground crawling okay. towards me now, <laughs> to be fair with the old man you do not have to run and he is extremely easy to defeat <laughs> you can just kick the crap out of you can you can just kick the crap out of Lorenzo he's full of items you can just grab him <laughs> he's the funnest uh, they're called stalkers in the manual anyway though he's the funnest stalker in the game <laughs> so a few notes on just fiona one criticism of this game is that she is over sexualized and i would agree with that very criticism. much so yes <laughs> and i think that is a totally legit criticism of this game it, it just overly objectifies fiona all the time constantly and all the characters in the game objectify her but like despite all that she is a fully fleshed out, realized, interesting and complex character who I think deserves to be looked at more than just like the lady getting chased around in a castle game. Yeah. I think that the plot and even themes of this game needed some extra work, but I like the character. I like Fiona. And honestly, Debilitas and Daniela are both really good characters as well. I don't like them as much as Debilitas and Daniela, but Ricardo and Lorenzo are also, you know, they're, they're interesting in their own right. I also have to say there are times where this game does sexualize Fiona just for the sake of it, which yes, I don't constantly. particularly appreciate. No, because like it is one thing for the game to be like, she was forced in this situation. They forced her to wear these clothes. She's just trying to get away. But then you could say it's the writers who are doing those things to her. <laughs> so. And the biggest criticism this game faced in this regard was the jiggle physics. The completely <laughs> unnecessary, <laughs> unrealistic. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous like as much as i already love it this game would be improved so much if you could just turn off those physics <laughs> dude no <laughs> turn them up <laughs> wow. yeah i want them like physics glitching around the room when i enter <laughs> <laughs> no no i never got to why she's such a good character so here's just a few fun little notes that you learn about her and what's great is that like it's up to you to discover the character fiona like you actually have to do some work like it doesn't necessarily put it right in your face so she really loves animals she frees Huey. She gets mad about the dead bird in a cage that she finds at some point in the game. She identifies with the tiger rug in the hunting trophy room. She sympathizes with how it gets stepped on every day. <laughs> I just think that's an interesting note about her character. Wow. And she hates that trophy room. You go into this trophy room that's full of trophy animals. Like, I didn't even notice that the first time I played, but she's just appalled by it. There's a pool table in there, and that's the first thing I noticed. And she's like, this is such a terrible place to put a pool table. And I'm like, Yeah, why? yeah, I noticed that too. And I was like, why? <laughs> why is she so mad about a pool Like, what's table wrong with here? this room? But then, yeah, and then I noticed all like the, the trophy animals. animals, and she loves animals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she does not love bugs. She hates bugs, especially moths she can get killed by moths <laughs> she has a reason to hate them she is both scared and angered by the existence of moths like they ruin clothes and they leave their wings everywhere <laughs> oh. it's one of her her thoughts and that's actually one of the cool parts of this game that you don't even really notice is you can go into the menu and just see her thoughts on all the things that has happened and it's like interesting to just read what she thinks about all this stuff fiona also loves music she seems to want to play the piano when you find it in the music room. She also wants to take the music books with her. She's like, I wonder if they would mind, which is just a funny thing to think when <laughs> people are chasing castle. her down. <laughs> she owns it. That is true. She owns this castle. 
these little journal, like these thoughts and things in the journal, I think really help flesh you out. And I always thought it was one of the best parts of the game. So Debilitus, what are your thoughts on Debilitus? I don't really have anything to say about Debilitus, except that he's a fun bad guy because he's not really a bad guy. Like you kind of make friends with him halfway through <laughs> yeah. the game and then he kind of helps you after that. Right. If you go to his hut after having beaten the game once, he'll give you the key to just beat the game yeah, early. Just leave. <laughs> so, it's pretty cool. Which is also my favorite ending of the game. I love it. When oh, Fiona just best. like walks out the door halfway through the game and, and Lawrence <laughs> is like, wait, what? Well, we had a whole game plan. Wait, come back. <laughs> <laughs> this is by far the best ending. Yeah. Once you beat the game, if you play it again, you can just skip the whole game and go straight to the ending. Having never even met Don't Ricardo, go. really. I never faced Daniela. <laughs> in fact, you've never, ever met Lorenzo at that point. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> You're like, who's that old man screaming at me? I'm just going <laughs> to leave. <laughs> it seems like this was all a plot by Lorenzo to get her ass off to get eternal life. However, Ricardo was the one who crashed the car and apparently yeah. took Fiona hostage. No, this what? is a plot by no one. This is no one has a good plot here. These are, are four just like virtually Completely, unconnected people just doing people. their own thing. And neither uh -huh. one of them had a good plan for keeping Fiona alive for their purposes. Mm -mm. Like, well, no so one has a plan for anything. Lorenzo is the only one who seems to, to the castle and happens to want to play with Fiona. D Daniela is just unbelievably jealous and wants to kill Fiona. <laughs> like it's just right. random people that are very aggressive. Lorenzo is the one who has the most plan. He needs but to get Fiona to him. But then why did Ricardo crash her dad's but car? Right. It was Ricardo who crashed her dad's car, killed her and dad, he's and presumably definitely not Fiona working here. with Lorenzo. Like they all live together, but they all hate each other. And then also <laughs> Ricardo knows that Debilitas is chasing Fiona around. He goes, he Exia, Debilitas, you know? Uh -huh. <laughs> like, he tells Debilitas to leave, but he doesn't say, like, leave no, her alone he forever. Like, stop him. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he, like, if you want to use Fiona for your own purposes, Ricardo, stop you went to a lot of trouble to get her, her here. <laughs> Come on, man. To his credit, he did go to a lot of trouble to create a wooden carving of her yeah. pregnant which he keeps on the couch <laughs> yeah i don't know Dude, why. he later keeps her on that couch <laughs> if you get the right ending <laughs> like i was always confused by that wooden thing like and so is fiona <laughs> what yeah. is it, was he gonna bring it to life like as a golem like, no no it, this, it is his goal this is his way of setting goals is not writing them on a piece of paper. It's whittling them in giant life-size statues. He's like, this is what I want to accomplish. Because if you get the ending where he wins, that's what he accomplishes. It's literally it Fiona is. sitting right there pregnant. Just like the statue he made. <laughs> so just to note, Debilitus works for Ricardo. Daniela actually works for Lorenzo, not Ricardo. But both of them don't really do anything other than take care of the castle and prepare food. <laughs> Lorenza is helping Fiona. He needs her to get through the castle to the mansion, which crazy that these grounds contain a castle, a mansion, a lake, a tower. Like, Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, but at the same time, Ricardo seems to be protecting her from Lorenzo to some extent. <laughs> so they're both yeah. like protecting her from each other a Everyone's little bit. Everyone's doing a <laughs> but not very, very, much. very terrible job of maybe slightly protecting Fiona every once in a but while, but also trying to kill her. Trying to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> so Fiona happened to walk into the kitchen at one point in the game and found Daniela cooking. A cutscene plays 
which shows Fiona just being shocked out of her mind. But then the cutscene ends and you can just walk up to Daniela and Fiona's like, oh, I shouldn't bother her while she's cooking. <laughs> What's going on here? So when you find Danny cooking, Fiona just stares as watered down blood drips from the ladle. So that's what she's mm-hmm. staring at. Yeah, maybe it's like a red wine sauce. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it's supposed to look like blood. And clearly this yeah. is supposed to be creepy. When you look into the pot, Fiona comments that it looks something like angel hair pasta. Oh. She is not eating pasta later. She's eating soup. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Ayla had fine blonde hair, which might look kind of like angel hair pasta. Ayla being Fiona's mother. Especially if your mind is blocking out the reality. <laughs> like, right. It's pasta. It's just pasta. And then when she looks at it again later, she says, this pot is filled with what looks like tendrils. Wait a second. This looks like dot, 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 human hair. So, like, clearly the angel hair pasta was human hair. If She's now seeing the human hair. Fiona walked in on Daniela cooking her mom, started to freak out, and then her brain saved her by blocking it out. (laughs) Like, she's not cooking my mom. Oh, she's just cooking. (laughs) So, from cryptic hints that she gets from Lorenzo, Fiona goes on a huge fetch quest just to get a key and has to beat Debilitas to do it. She does all of this, goes to unlock the door, and what stops her? Dinner is served, miss. Yes, it's time for dinner. And (laughs) this is another thing that I have. I just love Fiona's personality. I think she's relatable as a protagonist. Like, she's not super-powered Leon Kennedy. She's scared him. She's bad at everything. And she's only able to survive because of her semi-reliable friend, Huey, who's sometimes not even very reliable. He's usually not even there in my experience. (laughs) (laughs) I played literally over half the game just without Huey because I could never find him. (laughs) But she's just like ridiculously passive and helpless. And I think that's what makes her unique. Like she's going, she's trying to get out of here, but the maid says dinner is served and she's just like, okay. Well, I can't deny her the chance to serve dinner. She worked so hard at it. She goes with Danielle to have dinner, takes one bite, and then says, thanks for dinner, and then leaves. Very polite of her for someone who knows she's in a castle where people, like this is after she's beaten Debilitus. She knows she's in a castle where people are trying to kill her. Also interesting, Daniela made Fiona 10 bowls of soup in the dinner scene. I know. For her so to take one bite and get sick. <laughs> like after that, I, I can kind of see why Daniela was pissed at Fiona because she went to a lot of work for her dinner and Fiona <laughs> went to one bite? Come on. I mean, I mean, to be fair, was, Fiona I, didn't even have to eat any of it. I know. It. She, she should have said no. <laughs> yeah. It was very polite of Fiona. The theory is that they killed both Ayla and her father, Ugo, Ugo in this car yeah. crash. And they had to have disposed of the bodies, presumably. They at least brought Fiona here. It's possible they also brought the bodies here. And Daniela is just getting rid of the evidence. And she cooked Ayla into a soup. And because Fiona knows this, but her mind is kind of blocking it out, that's why she gets sick. The only other explanation is that Daniela poisoned her here. But I don't think that she did because it feels like she hadn't decided to kill her yet why would she she certainly does decide to kill her right after this she does but (laughs) but she doesn't do anything to fiona while she is passed out besides she air gropes her (laughs) that's it (laughs) and it implies that daniela had some sort of 
premeditated plan, plan to <laughs> she had no you know, which plan. she clearly does not. No, no. She wouldn't be using just like a jagged piece of glass to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about Danielle's character. I really like her character. She's my favorite character in the game by far. You can look through a keyhole partway through the game and you see Ricardo just slapping the absolute <laughs> life out of Daniela. And she is just yeah. sitting there basically falling asleep with boredom as he does it. <laughs> and I don't know if that makes her less menacing because she's basically just a fixture yeah. of the castle or much, much more menacing because like, well, and while she doesn't driving, care. She looks straight through the keyhole and smiles at Fiona. Yeah, she's just she knows smiling Fiona's at Fiona. there. <laughs> Love that like, scene. So she good. She clearly has superhuman abilities. And and that's our next theory is what is Daniela? Yeah. So the wiki contradicts itself several times saying first she's a homunculus, possibly she's a doll or robot brought to life like a golem. And then it even claims that she was an orphan from a neighboring village who's just barren, who, who, who like, because one of the things Daniela says is that she can't have children and mm -hmm. she's mad about that, I guess. If you look at the concept art, in some of the concept art, Daniela's character actually looks a lot like an evil version of Fiona. Like okay. she's blonde. We do later see a clone of Fiona that Ricardo has in a tank somewhere. Yeah. I think there's good evidence in game to say that she's a homunculus. Very much so, yes. Daniela says that she cannot feel pain, mm -hmm. which Ricardo presumably knows. Yeah. <laughs> so why is he smacking her? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just for his own pleasure, I guess. I think <laughs> that possibly Daniela, maybe all those things are true. Daniela is a homunculus created by Lorenzo, who works for Lorenzo. But for whatever reason, Ricardo thinks that she's an orphan who does feel pain, who is barren, who was taken okay. <laughs> to this castle. Interesting. On the wiki, the information about her being possibly an orphan, an actual human and not a homunculus, comes from a website called fftranslations.atspace.co.uk slash hdindex.html. Um, so uh, these translations are referenced all over the Haunting Ground wiki, but the actual source of these translations is gone. Like if you trace them back to whatever this person translated, this person who goes by Belgium Tuesday, that source is now gone. I reached out to Belgium Tuesday and asked what the source was, and they were able to confirm that they're from a section of the old Japanese Demento website, which went offline not long after this person managed to grab all the stuff from it. Gotcha. This person's translations are just from the bios on that website, and they do say that Daniela was an orphan who was kidnapped and who was barren and drugged into thinking that she's a homunculus who can't feel pain. Okay. She believes, according to this, that she's a homunculus who can't feel pain and is not a complete human being. And in order to become one, she needs to steal Fiona's Azoth, which is this alchemical thing that lets you create life, I guess. But when they kidnapped her, according to this version of what she is, when they kidnapped her... They wanted her to be able to have kids, and they just randomly happened to accidentally yeah, kidnap luck. a barren woman. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of using her for the intended purpose, they're like, ah, she's barren. <laughs> Let's tell her she's a homunculus. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this goes against a lot of what we see in the game. 
She says, my creator said he made me the perfect woman. Yeah. Why would he say that if he kidnapped her and was disappointed in her not being the perfect woman, presumably? <laughs> because then he brainwashed her to believe she was. Also, <laughs> her fingertips are always bloody. And yeah, it doesn't her bother her. She can get smacked. Like, she can yeah. break glass with her head. She can hold a hot poker. She right. clearly can't feel pain. And she cries blood. That's yeah. not normal. <laughs> I love Daniela. She's great. Yeah, and also character design-wise, I, I love Daniela and Debilitas. Like, they are extremely memorable villains. If you played this game, you remember those two villains. Yeah. Ricardo and Lorenzo, You don't on the remember other hand. Ricardo, Lorenzo, <laughs> young Lorenzo. Yeah, they're not as Flaming memorable. Lorenzo. <laughs> He's a little more memorable. A load of fire. <laughs> it's, it's Lord of Fire, but the R looks like a capital A in the game. <laughs> it does, <text>. yes. <laughs> it does. Lord of Fire. According to the wiki, Debilitus is a failed experiment of Ricardo. Yeah, that's what I always thought. And in the wiki, it says, because he is part dog, he has the habit of sniffing Fiona and sometimes will drop on oh, all fours. <laughs> I didn't know that. So apparently he is a homunculus chimera a of some man. sort that is part dog. Well, speaking of Debilitus, I do have to recount to you my final battle with Debilitus because... Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, is it so, not entirely unintuitive? You can either mm -hmm. kill Debilitus using a dog and weak kicks or spare him, quote unquote, by dropping a chandelier on his head? By dropping an unbelievably heavy chandelier. <laughs> like, I, when I replayed this, I remembered you get the best ending by not killing Debilitus. So I didn't use the chandelier. Uh, I kicked uh, him to death. You the chandelier. You screwed yourself. <laughs> no could, good ending for you. How could Fiona kill him by kicking his shins? She's got strong kicks. <laughs> Dude, she can kick the crap out of him. Kick the life out of him. <laughs> so I could not get him to charge the chandelier holders. Yeah. Because Huey kept getting in the way yeah, and then getting stomped until he died. And then when he would die, he would just lay there blocking Debilitus forever. <laughs> so yeah. my solution was to purposefully just get panicked and then bash my head into the <laughs> chandelier holders over and over until Debilitus was like, oh, that's what all the cool kids are doing. I'll do that, too, and copied me. <laughs> like, that was Whoa. the only way. That was the only you, way I could do it. You can <laughs> kick the chandeliers down if you kick them enough. Oh, my gosh. I should have done that. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought only Debilitus was strong enough to do it. I underestimated That's what I thought at first, kicks. too. But it was so hard to get Debilitus to break them for so you. So hard, eventually, dude. I just kicked them down. Uh, Debilitus is cool. He's a great dog man. Uh, Daniela is very cool. Why do you think she was air groping Fiona? <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. Is she into Fiona? <laughs> Does she like her? Well, she seems okay, to hate we her. could get into that. I wasn't necessarily going to get into this theory, but some fans speculate that Daniela may be a lesbian. Evidence yeah, I mean, includes the way she touches Fiona's hand. She stares at her. She gets uncomfortably close to her. Oh yeah, dude. Dinner is served. Miss. <laughs> just like inches from Fiona's <laughs> yeah. face. <laughs> Fiona's she says it like two to three times. But not so terrified that she's going to run away. <laughs> no, she's going to go eat that dinner. Like if someone made dinner for me, it would be so rude not to just at least have one bite of those 10 bowls of soup. Here's the best evidence. One of Daniela's hiding places is coming out of the closet for Fiona. Wow. Literally. You're right. One of she her comes spots, out of the closet. <laughs> she comes out Dude, of the closet. That's really good. Confirmed. I have to recount to you some more difficulties with this game that I had. How was I ever supposed to figure out that I needed to print out three plates with the words salt, mercury, and sulfur on them? Oh, I don't know. 
I've never been able to figure no, it out. No, I, I don't know I where I was supposed to, to figure out those words. There are word searches. But neither of them point to those words in any way. <laughs> and then, even if you have figured that out, how would you ever even think to put them in the three dragon statues' mouths? <laughs> the third dragon head is way out of her reach. I wouldn't even think right, no, of you putting a plate in there. Tell Huey to go Airbud and yeah, slam how would dunk I that know thing. that Huey can <laughs> be Airbud? Like this is the most <laughs> insane puzzle ever. I would have looked for a ladder if I hadn't read the freaking walkthrough yeah, and been walk like, through. "Oh, Huey's Airbud." Okay, so. Daniela teleports, just so you know. All of the yeah. stalkers teleport, which made me so mad. You have told me that you think that the stalker mechanic works better in this than I it do. does in the Resident Evil I'll 2 remake. By that. I heartily disagree. I find it just like disgusting. Like it makes me want to vomit. The the fact that these stalkers do not follow any rules. They just appear and disappear as they please. Right, but they do have rules. Mr. X and the Nemesis, they always walk around within the map and are somewhere right which sucks at any point daniela could just decide to not exist anymore now i've spent all this time carefully walking through the castle avoiding where i knew she was well don't do that that's not how you play this game this is the reason i can't play modern chase and hide games like resident evil 2 remake as much as i love that game the mr x parts really bug me mr x is always chasing you and also always seems to know where you are and right. they don't ever go away they're always somewhere in the stupid map and so that's what i actually liked about this game that worked really well is first of all you hide and then when the music stops they have disappeared and you know you have at least five to 15 minutes before they will show up again but that's what I like about Haunting Grounds version of chasing that I just couldn't do because in Remothered and in even Resident Evil 2, like so much of it is puzzle solving and exploration, which you can't do when there's always a guy who knows where you are, who's following and chasing you. Whereas like in Haunting Ground, I just hide, they go away, and I know that I can relax for a few minutes and just solve puzzles until they show up again. All I can say is that I was able pretty consistently to lead Mr. X to one corner of the police station and then lose him, go over to the bell tower, for example, where I wanted to solve a puzzle and just do it. That takes so long. In Hunter Gun, you just find a hiding place and you just stay there until they're gone and then you just come out and you solve the puzzle. I don't know. I never had a problem with this. I always had a problem with this. I hate it. I can't stand Once it. Once you get the fairy earrings. Uh, the never games... got them. Oh, well, you got to get the fairy earrings. The yeah, okay, really by playing the insane alchemy game. <laughs> oh, terrible alchemy game. It's so bad. <laughs> well, since we're talking about hiding, we could get into the whole Fiona having physical disabilities. So she gets sick really easily from that soup. She runs out of breath really easily. Because she's the daughter of a clone, that's why she has some weird disabilities that she's kind of inherited. There's one journal entry in the game that says eternal life was achieved through the dry method wow. and seems to have no side effects. It also says his organs were liquefied, but well, anyway. Yeah, it also says there are side effects, definitely. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it, in that entry, it says seems to have no side effects, implying that the wet method does have side effects. And Fiona was conceived by the wet method, which means maybe the yeah. side effect is that she has physical disabilities. But you don't think that just means that she is Ugo's daughter? Just like straight up? Well, she is, but he's a clone. But that means that she was not conceived through alchemy. She was conceived through sex. 
that's what the wet method is. is the wet method is steps. creating a clone and then making it have sex. That's the wet method. Yes. Wow. <laughs> that, that Why is... not just have the sex yourself? <laughs> this is just sex with extra steps. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. The dry method through which Ricardo was made into a clone and conceived does have side effects in that your skin cracks, which is why Ricardo's face is cracked. Oh, he's but too dry. He needs some lotion. Yeah. It doesn't seem to have physical disabilities. Like Ricardo doesn't run out of breath and he doesn't panic. His heart rate doesn't seem to go up. I, I somehow didn't get that. So Ricardo was made with the dry method. Yes. How was Ugo made? I don't know. The dry method? <laughs> it seems like it would have to be the dry method. But he seems to be a more perfect Maybe he clone. just moisturized. Like yeah. he used lotion. Because he because he met Ayla and she taught him about lotion. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't a complete weirdo like uh, Lorenzo. She actually taught him how the world works. So the, the snuff film scene. Fiona plays this film, an actual film reel that she finds. And mm -hmm. it seems to show security camera footage of her being brought in. And also her being chased moments before by Daniela. <laughs> seconds before yes <laughs> now this is recorded on actual film security cameras do not ever have actual film it doesn't make any sense actual film can only mm -hmm. go for like 10 minutes because that's how long a reel is if you make it longer the reel just starts to get huge there have been security cameras for a long time and actual film was the only option for a long time as well I would think that the security cam would just be set up to record in a loop so that it records for maybe a half hour and then records over itself you can't record over film. You can't? I, no. I, I don't know. This is what it would I'm... just be double exposing it. It would have two yeah, images right. on it that, and they'd both be really washed sense. out. You're right. That would not work. <laughs> Someone would have to be running around changing these every 10 minutes. And we know there are at least four security cameras. Then someone edited together an extremely short and random bit of film by actually splicing yeah. bits and pieces of film together. Well, not just random, but pointless. Who edited this? Do they have an editor, a film editor? Like, I used to be a film editor. It does take some training, like, on actual <laughs> film. How did yeah, they edit it so fast? It together. You gotta, like, cut it and actually tape it together. Maybe Depilitus, like, it, like, it has it's footage hobby. of Fiona walking past that random couch mummy just moments before. They edited this really quickly. Yeah. So, uh, just another praise of Fiona. First of all, her voice actor is great. I love the way her voice actor's voice kind of cracks sometimes when she's really emotional. It's a really good mm -hmm. performance. And then her thought when she kills Daniela, she says, a shard of glass pierces her body and pins her to the ground. I can't believe things have gotten this out of hand. I know. Wow, so out of hand. Like, geez. I somehow shattered a window above her head using light and yeah. pushing blocks. And wow, she just, just got skewered. First, I was riding home in a car. Now this. <laughs> right. There's good evidence that Daniela is an artificial person in that scene as she gets just absolutely manhandled by Huey and giggles about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he is mauling the crap out of her and she doesn't even <laughs> mind. No. She licks glass, cries blood and decides to kill Fiona. Interesting that she cries blood but does not bleed when pierced <laughs> by this gigantic piece of yeah, glass. She does not have blood except in her fingers and eyes. Exactly. To me implies that there's not blood circulating through her system, at least in the way that humans have blood circulating <laughs> through their system. Yeah. 
when she meets Ricardo, like for the first time, kind of they finally get introduced to each other. Ricardo, he sure seems to think that Fiona understands a heck of a lot more about this situation than <laughs> yeah, she actually he really does. does. <laughs> and he really holds it against her as well. Oh, man. <laughs> like, he's like, wait, you don't get it? <laughs> you mean no, you've no, just he's been like, running around being It's more like by- you do get it, and I'm mad at you because of your decisions, because I know you understand this. <laughs> like, she doesn't even know what she's doing here. It just wants to go home. And he's all like, but you are home, <laughs> miserable wench. <laughs> like, you know, you're home. What are you talking? <laughs> on, like, Fiona. he seems to think that she's like rejecting him and the castle because she's like, I just want to go home. And he's like, you know what you've done now. <laughs> like, this is your home. How dare you? <laughs> oh, Ricardo, you're <laughs> you're crazy. When she gets out to the forest, I love how the first time she sees the sundial, she explains in detail what a sundial is. It's a clock. And doesn't use it to so save. I can but save. then if, if you check it again, she's like, it's just another clock. And then it lets you save. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you get to the forest. Huey. And Huey gets hurt. And then Fiona no. gets kidnapped. Dude, did he come save you? He didn't come save me. I don't know oh, why. Oh no! Are you kicking <laughs> Huey? Oh no! How do you know? It was, it was a secret. Yeah. No, it is incredibly difficult to get Huey so mad at you that he won't come and save you. You have <laughs> yeah. to abuse the crap out of that. Dog. It's hard to get the bad end. <laughs> it is very hard to get the bad ending. I, I didn't but, actually. <laughs> I like how the the quote unquote water tower that you get to, as Lorenzo calls it, is not a water tower, but it's a, not tower a water tower in at a lake. All. <laughs> it's not any okay if it's if you mean a tower in the water then yes it's a water tower <laughs> right. it definitely does not hold water <laughs> um, but yeah you wake up and hopefully Huey saves you unless you were really really mean to him you you were able to put together the puzzle on the top of the tower right no so all i have oh to say gosh. here is like seriously so oh, i get all the way to the top of this so stupid gigantic tower with an invisible man chasing me the entire oh, it's time so hard. only to find part. out that i need a wooden figure which is for no reason placed at the bottom of the tower inside of a pipe, a pipe. that i apparently <laughs> can break by kicking it you don't know you which can break those i pipes. wouldn't have even known it <laughs> I wouldn't have even known it existed, let alone no. that I can break uh, those pipes I had to if I hadn't read a guide. So many times. It was oh ridiculous. That's a huge tower. So uh, luckily, beating Ricardo, at least for He's me, the was easiest the easiest boss thing on planet Earth. Well, Ricardo falls down. He dies. And yeah. when you come down, he is laying there essentially in a very neutral, almost T-pose position. Like they just placed his 3D model there. But when Fiona looks at him, she says, his limbs are twisted into unnatural positions. <laughs> Saying about the man who is lying peacefully on the ground. <laughs> That's an easy way to not have to animate it. Like if we tell the player, they'll see whatever we say. <laughs> well, we're about to meet Lorenzo, who, yeah, he might be the greatest stalker in the game, actually. Um, <laughs> He's just a disabled man. <laughs> he is. He is a very old man. He chases you, but you can just kick him in the face until he stops. And then the next time you meet him, he has become a slightly less old man. He's still pretty old, but he can walk around and he looks a lot more like Ricardo and your father, Ugo. What happened is that 
He's been slowly using up all his Azoth to stay alive. He has virtually no Azoth left. You don't know this until you play through the game a second time, but there's an extra cutscene. The second playthrough, after you kill Ricardo, he crawls up to Ricardo and sucks the Azoth out of his mouth. Whoa, okay. (laughs) He gets Ricardo's Azoth, and that's why he starts to slowly de-age until first he looks kind of like an older version of your father, and then he turns into like a sexy anime boy. This is the only game I've ever played where the big bosses of the game de-escalate as you go through the game. Like the very first boss is the toughest, most imposing, most dangerous, gigantic brute. Second boss is like an incredibly dangerous glass wielding woman who seems less powerful than Debilitus. The third boss is just like a, a scrawny loser guy, but he does have a gun. Third boss is a crawling old man who can barely keep up with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I always thought that was fun. Like, right. it's like each one is less powerful, and yet Fiona's just as scared of them. Right. We know that Fiona is like, she's just a really scared, like, pushover. <laughs> if anybody acted even remotely not crazy <laughs> she yeah. would probably just let just them said, put her even under anesthesia like, is served, and yes. extract the azoth and get it over with right like <laughs> all they need to do is just like act remotely normal like daniela when she said dinner is served <laughs> like that got her to do it you know <laughs> yeah the rest of this game consists of you blowing up lorenzo and then going somewhere else and then do you like blow him up again i think i don't remember yeah basically you end up going into the lava room so lorenzo gets burned that does not kill him he chases fiona down and then his arm falls off does he die here Uh, yeah i think after he falls into the lava Fiona says, no one could survive falling that far. And it wasn't that far of a fall. It's, it's just that it's into lava, Fiona. <laughs> Fiona. She's so, she observes the strangest things about situations. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Yeah, so uh, I think he was going to die anyway. It's just that he has so much power at this point that his crazed obsession was pushing him forward okay. as the load of fire. And then you reach the final boss of the game, (laughs) which is a statue (laughs) running away from flaming Lorenzo. Right. But that's not the final boss. (laughs) The final boss is that statue. Yes. The real final boss. is. So a statue falls on her. And you have to mash X in order to get her to push it up very slowly. I, I honestly, I don't think you mash X. I think you mash square and circle. Mash whatever you want. It's just kind of an odd thing because, like, if this statue is not so heavy that she can't hold it and push it up. She, and she could just, just move. move out of the way. <laughs> Let yeah. it fall, Fiona. <laughs> no, you got to put it back. Like, you got to like understand how rude. proper she is. <laughs> anyway, so the best ending that you can get is Fiona. She's really just so nervous that she can't get the key in the lock. But there's a dog there. Huey calms her down. And then also, Debilitus is happy. Yay! And they they bow to each other. There's a moment of mutual respect between her and Debilitus. But, you know, I mean, as as scared and pathetic as Fiona may sometimes seem, she murdered three people uh, and got out of it alive. (laughs) Yeah, three or four hopelessly inept, completely insane people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, let's sum up the theories. So... Is Daniela a real human being or is she a homunculus? She's, she's a homunculus. She's a homunculus. Come yeah. on. Got Did it. Daniela cook Ayla and feed her to Fiona? 
she cooked someone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, might as well be Ayla. Like, we don't... Yeah. What dead bodies were there around for her to cook? Ayla and Ugo. Right. <laughs> so it's got to be one of them. Was this game a failed Resident Evil prototype? Yeah. I mean, Resident Evil has so many failed prototypes. Do you think that Fiona had physical disabilities just because she's pathetic or because she is the daughter of a possibly disabled clone? Yeah, no, I, I, I think that that makes the most sense in context. So I have one last question for you just in general. What do you think of Huey? <laughs> what do you think of the dog mechanic of this game? I really That's like kind of it. It's kind its big I gimmick. Mean, I don't know. I, I, he, he's not always obedient, but I like working with Huey to take down these big enemies. Like it, it can be fun after a while. I agree. And I think it's a good mechanic. And I think there should be more games like they, for example, Fallout 4, they give you a dog. I never felt like that dog was even part of the game. No, like you can't yeah. do anything with that dog. Well, like Huey is like, oh, I need Huey. Yeah, Huey is it's central like, to Agra. the game. He's your only <laughs> companion, right? Like, <laughs> like he's the only thing there for you. And he is like Agro from uh, from Shadow of the Shadow Colossus. Of the like you're just like, running you're in like, this empty world you, where <laughs> everything is intimidating and out to get you. And the only one who wants to help you is Huey. And I like it. I think it's cool. Or play a game as Huey. <laughs> Dude, that, that was the best part. Dude. After you beat the game, you unlock that mini game. It was so fun for the few yeah, seconds where I played play it before Huey. Huey got worn out and never moved again. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fiona is I love AI in that Fiona. Game. She's, She's just crazy. like, I'm going to take this guy out with you, Huey. She never runs. <laughs> no, she doesn't run away. And I want her to. Like, I'm right? like, yeah, get, I'm get just out like, of here. Fiona, I'm <laughs> fighting this guy so you can go. Go, Fiona. Right. And she's like, no, I'm with you, Huey. I'm going to take him down. She's just kicking him. <laughs> Dude. And then sometimes she'll just tell you to stop. <laughs> she's stop. like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it. It really made me feel for the AI Huey and maybe get a bit why he was so disobedient to me. Because I'm like, this stupid Fiona doesn't know what she's doing. I know what she should do. Follow me, Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> He's just gone. I love Hunting Ground. Music for this episode was provided by Christine. Follow us on Twitter at Popcorn Isn't Real. Get a hold of us anywhere, anytime. Let us know if you have a theory you want us to cover. Uh, feel free, send it our way. We'd, we'd love to chat with you about it. Maybe cover it on our show. And remember, the, the popcorn, popcorn isn't, isn't real. real.